You're listening to That Park Life Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. Greg's ready to get to it, y'all. He does not even letting the music play. I'm just going to cut it off. Boom, it's done. <laughs> You didn't even get through the first. <laughs> He's like, we're done. I, Enough of that crap. I prefer the live version. So Welcome, everyone, to that part of my podcast. Hello, everybody. We have Hello. what I think is a really fun episode for you all today. Um, we've been working with some AI, and we're curious to and see. by we, he means him. Well, um, we, ha- <laughs> we are ready to talk about what AI has spit out when we asked yeah. it some Disney questions and some other things. And uh, I, I just, I'm excited to do it. But before we get there, I did get to spend some time over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And yeah. it was my first time in a park, not for work, in like two weeks, which I know that's like, it doesn't seem that long. But when you move here to go to the parks like every week, when you don't yeah. go to a park in a certain number of weeks, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm missing out. Actually, I think it might have been three like weeks. decked out for Christmas. and Yeah. yeah. So I had to see lots of things. Obviously, is homegirl number one, Ms. Gertie, with her mm-hmm. ornament in her mouth, her little Santa hat on, and breathing smoke out of her nose or whatever it is. But her jaundice eyes. Yeah, that was the main goal um, of why I was there, and I posted that. So, like, as I'm walking into Hollywood Studios, I was joking, you know, to our story on Instagram at that Park Life Podcast that I'm there to see someone really special, and a lot of you asked if i was referring to the mouselets and yeah. i actually didn't even know they were there <laughs> so you're like well cool <laughs> yeah oops so um I, obviously i messaged them because you saw that i wound up seeing them later on yeah. in the story but while i'm going to grab photos of gertie um by the way if you don't know that's the that big green dinosaur out in echo lake mm-hmm. so it's the left when you walk into magic to uh, magic kingdom to hollywood studios um while i'm going over to miss gertie um just outside like the, the primetime banner and stuff um i see Mr. Donald Duck is there, and mm, he has a boy. like Christmas scarf on. That's it. Just the, his Christmas touch is that he's got like a red and green and white or whatever scarf on. Scarf. And uh, I was like, huh. By the way, I'm alone. Nicole was home. Her mother was in town, um, and they were. She was getting ready to leave. So I just I just popped over to the park real quick uh, by myself, and I was like, should I be waiting in line to meet number one Donnie without the person in my Nicole? life who loves Donald the most? Maybe you needed to have a few words with him. But I did notice that there was no line. And I do mean no line. So I'm like, I got to do it. So yeah. um, there, he's talking to like guests and I, there's no line. So I get up. So I'm next in line. And then the character attendant says uh, to Donald, Donald, this is going to be your last friend for right now. Um, oh. So like the family leaves and Donald turns to me and I said, Donnie. <laughs> They save the best for last. Can you believe it? <laughs> and uh, obviously he does like his little belly laugh thing. And I said, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm here without my wife, who is your number one fan. Of course, it's the one time I'm here without her. And he like puts his head on his, his hand on his head. And I said, and you're wearing your awesome Christmas scarf. And he was like showing it off and like twirling it a little bit. You're like still no pants, but okay. Yeah, still scarf. no pants. But um, <laughs> anyway, I hung out with anyway. Donnie. I let him know he was number one. So we posed mm-hmm. for a photo. So you, I'll probably post this photo when this episode airs. But I got a, I thought a great photo of us. I had my Christmas Marvel shirt on. He had his scarf on. We were doing the big number one to the camera. And um, I'll say if you're self-conscious, maybe if you find yourself in a park alone or 
you're alone in a park because the rest of your family or friends or whomever you're with was doing their own thing, get in line and take that photo because I did feel a little funny, but I mm-hmm. forgot everyone else existed when I was talking to Donald and it was just me and yeah. him and we were having a great time. And I also learned that with PhotoPass, um, you don't need a magic band or a, a card because I didn't have anything. I, I scanned into the park using my phone. They can also scan your phone at the PhotoPass. Oh, I thought yeah. you had to have a magic band or a card. And if you don't have one, they issue you a card, which she did. But then she was explaining to me just FYI in the future, you, you can just pull phone. up your phone. And I was like, oh, like actually, that's very helpful because I don't, yeah. I don't always have a magic band with me. Well, that's a question people always ask me too about, well, what do I do for pictures? And so now I can be like, well, you can just use your phone. Yeah. What What did you pull up though on your phone? Like you just well, go to I your I didn't photos? do it, but she was saying that you just pull oh, up okay. like in your wallet, you pull up the same way you would to get into a park. They can scan that. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, also, so this is around Echo Lake. Max was hanging out. Max of a goofy movie, right? Was hanging yeah. out. Daisy was out there. And she also had like one subtle Christmas touch to her. Um, hanging out uh, at that same spot that she's that they've been for a while. So as you're yeah. heading into Hollywood like and Finston area in the what? What's like like that Finston area? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So if you're like looking at area. the Runaway Railway, it's just off to the right. It's like at the yeah. very end of the of the walkway of yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. And um, while I was there, obviously, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I did run into the Mouselet, and I got to meet yeah. Mama Mouselet and M3, who I've only ever seen virtually, but it was nice to see them in person. Yeah. Did y'all just kind of chat for a little bit and then yeah, go yeah. your own ways? Yeah, we okay. caught up. Um, I took a couple of photos of them. I was, I was like mouselet paparazzi for a moment. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they had a jam-packed trip. I mean, yeah. they, you know, it was all over the stories. They were going that later that night that I was talking to them, they had their Jollywood Nights event that they were looking forward to. And uh, yeah, they always like, they yeah. jam-pack in their trip. So um, I believe they posted a YouTube video of their experience at Jollywood Nights. So if you're curious about what yeah. that was like, um, make sure you head over to their YouTube channel. Again, that's The yeah. Mouse Lips. And I do appreciate their, um, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like Honesty? Yeah, their honesty. Mm. I was like, why can't I think of the word honesty? <laughs> uh, just their honesty about, you know, the experiences and how much money they like spent on certain things and if it's worth it or not. So I, I would definitely go check that out because Jollywood Nights is one that I was like, oh, I'm kind of like really curious about it, but now after kind of watch, like watching that mm. um, and hearing their experience, it's like, well, yeah. Also, I, you know, they don't have a ton of like content of Mouse at Three because he's just typically not with them. But um, I had to message them because I was like, man, he was like telling a story at the airport or something. And I'm like, if this is not Mouse at One, I don't know what. Like, they're so <laughs> much alike to me. Like, I felt like I was listening to Mouse at One tell a story. And I was like, they're just so much alike, um, the two of them. So, but, but, you know, that's the oldest and the youngest mm. one. But it made me laugh a little bit. But it was fun to see all of them together, like with their mom. And would have been better if Papa Mouse was there. Yeah. But I think they had a good time. Their mom's hilarious, too. So <laughs> they just seems like a real fun family. Yeah. So they're a bunch of fun. Also, you know, my rant last week on, um, I did a, I wasn't on here. Was it on here? It was on here. The, the Home Alone rant? one? Yeah. Yes. Um, literally like the next day I went to watch Home, I went to like check and see if it was on there and it was back on Disney yeah. Plus. So it must've <laughs> just been some kind of like, um, you know, they had. Momentary thing. Uh, or yeah, they had like a contract for certain dates and then it was like, okay, but as soon as it's like this date, it's back on Disney Plus. So it made me laugh. Because I was like, Greg, I knew Disney was listening to us record our podcast because literally the next day it was back up. Yeah. Like by the time the episode released, I was like, eh, it's back on there. Oh, I look no. like a but, jacket. I mean, you know, a, but, a bunch of listeners did reach out to let you know in case you missed it. Yeah. Um, so they were very nice. We thank you. Thank I was you like, I, I saw it. I saw it. But that's because they listened to us record our podcast. Yeah. They dialed in. Uh, but I was glad it's back on there. So. 
this week's topic. I'm really excited about this. I'm excited. Tell us about your brainchild. Where did this come from, Greg? Yeah, I don't I don't even know what made me think of this, but um, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I think I just heard people talking about ChatGPT, and yeah. I was like, huh, I, I wonder what it would be like if I asked it some Disney questions. Not like, you know, like history-related, like what do you recommend? And then I realized they don't really do recommendations. Um, when yeah. it's that subjective, they'll tell you, like, this is a – basically, it says, like, this is subjective, but this is what we've heard kind of thing. So I was like, okay. Right. What if it was um, just other things, like other prompts or questions we can put in? And then I thought it would be fun to see if we agree or disagree or how we feel in general about the responses it gives. So chat, if you don't know, chat GPT is a free, it's complimentary, by the way. Um, AI, think of it like, do you remember Smarter Child when you were like old AOL Instant Messenger? No, you don't know? No. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, please Smarter let me know. Smarter Child? Um, it was a bot, but like we didn't know what, like bots weren't a big thing, but it was someone yeah. you can IM and it would always respond to you. But anyway, so uh, ChatGPT okay. is just, uh, it, it does a lot of things. It's actually really scary because... ChatGPT, yeah, but ChatGPT is so great. I love it. It's so cool. Um, I don't know how people still have writing jobs because it does it for you. Yeah, but like writing jobs... Um, I don't know, like pretty much anything. Like sometimes I'll just be like, I wonder what ChatGPT has to say about this. Um, I think it is only like up to date to 2021. I don't know if it's past that because there's been many times where I've asked something. 2022 is what it was something. telling me. It was January of 2022. Okay, so maybe it's – okay, so January of 2022 because um, sometimes you'll ask it and it'll say, well, I only have re- – like I only have enough information up to whatever this date yeah. and then it'll like give you what the information is. Yes, um, which so – and everything I that I asked and we're going to talk about is not – like it's not something that would have changed after its uh, okay. knowledge update of January of 2022. So uh, what we'll do here is we'll read out the question that we asked it or tell you the prompt that um, we asked of ChatGPT and um, we'll also read out its answers and then we'll chat about it and see how we feel about its response. So um, I'll kick us off. So the very first question I asked ChatGPT is which months are the cheapest to visit Disney World? So it gave three answers. One was mid-January to mid-February. And by the way, what's nice about this is if you ever use it, it lists it out and formats it. So what you're looking at, Beth, I didn't format it. It made it look pretty. So mid-January to mid-February. And mm-hmm. not only does it give this the answers, it gives you a little like paragraph. So this is, this is how it justifies mid-January to mid-February as being a cheap season. After the holiday season, mid-January to mid-February tends to be a quieter period with lower attendance. This can be a good time to find lower prices. Okay, fine. Um, the next was late April to early June. So all of the month of May, basically, as well as late April and early June. After the spring break rush and before schools let out for summer vacation, late April to early June can be a more affordable time to visit. Keep in mind that early June may seem may see an increase in crowds as schools finish their academic year. And then last was late August to early September. Um, it says those that uh, this time frame before schools are back in full swing can be less crowded and more affordable to visit. However, keep an eye out for the Labor Day weekend, which may see increased attendance. So having usually traveled, by the way, in most of these times um, before mm-hmm. we lived here, I, I think this is a great answer. I mean, yeah, mid true. to late January was our jam for years but we went 2014, 15, 16, and 17 before we moved here yeah. during that time. And I would say this coincides with um, crowd levels. Yep. Well, that's so, why. So if yeah, you're wondering what the... when there's lower crowds. That's the thing is that they the, the variable pricing with Disney is lower priced at lower attendance to get more people there. 
and then to minimize the number of guests when it is usually most crowded to dissuade them so that the park experience is better because if you have too many guests like it people are unhappy so mid to late or mid to late january and mid-february great um i haven't done a whole lot of traveling in the april um and may thing not since i was a kid but in general, like that's when we have family come down because it's kind of like right after they do yeah. the right after I mean, spring last break. Last year we were there first week in May. And that's we were right. Like, and you were saying uh, it was good. There's no one here. Like it was great mm. because it is. It's like that sweet spot in between spring break being done and schools are not out yet. Yeah. So and there didn't seem to be a lot of like random uh, like competitions or yeah. anything like that. There mm-hmm. wasn't a run weekend. It was nothing like that. So I would say that's like the latest i would go because of the temperatures the friggin heat um yeah and the january february we love that's our favorite we're yep. like i mean it's not holiday season but like it's so nice to go in january, it's just february, so pleasant weathers uh that late yeah. august to early september is an interesting one because i think a lot of people forget about that one um you might think of late august as well like you know it's still full swing summer but it's not because by the time late august rolls around schools have been back in session for a couple of weeks here in Florida, and as well as some other southern warmer states, having been from New York, like we always like summer went through Labor Day. That's like school always started after Labor Day in September. Yeah. So because of that, um, there are far fewer locals roaming around um, the parks and uh, resorts in late August. Um, you'll also see a lot of Europeans come over. We notice like a lot of guests yeah. from England come over the last two weeks of August. It's one of the reasons why the Halloween party starts so early is because mm-hmm. they don't really get Halloween over there and they're always so curious and they always come the last two weeks of August yeah. um, yep. or frequently. That's a, a popular time to travel. Yeah. It's also um, not, it's also a little less expensive for them, right? Because I mean, think about that. Right. They're, they're coming from far away. Well, and they already get like lower, as we learned from Nathan, yeah. they already get like lower prices on stuff anyway coming well, over and their, here. So. Their money's, you know, do a little better than ours. So it does. It definitely does. Yes. Um, but I mean, it goes both ways because like we, you know, because I remember him talking about how expensive like Disneyland Paris was and we were like, it was not that expensive for us. Mm-hmm. Like we actually paid like less money than we would have if we would have gone to like Florida or California. Yeah. It's so to entice the travel, and, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, so I, I say this was a good answer from ChatGPT. Good this. answer. Way to go, ChatGPT. Good answer. Good answer. It's like we're on good Family answer, Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The next question is, which Disney restaurant offers the most food for the price? This is a good one. All right. And then I'll give you the, the rundown first, and then we'll go through each. So uh, the first one was Columbia Harbor House in Magic Kingdom. It said Flame Tree Barbecue in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Sunshine Seasons in Epcot. Earl of Sandwich in Disney Springs. And Ohana, Disney's Polynesia Village Resort. Yes, thank you. So Columbia Harbor House, um, it goes further and says, This quick service restaurant, uh, Magic Kingdom, located in Liberty Square, is known for its seafood and chicken dishes. The proportions are generally con- generally considered to be substantial for the price. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Flame Tree says, It's a quick service in Animal Kingdom, popular for its barbecue offerings. Portions are offered considered hearty, and the outdoor seating area provides a pleasant atmosphere. Oh. Yeah. Sunshine Seasons says, uh, located in Land Pavilion, Sunshine Seasons is a quick service that offers a variety of fresh and flavorful options. The food court style setting provides diverse choices and the proportions, sorry, and the portions are generally reasonable. Uh, Earl of Sandwich in Disney Springs says, while not inside the parks, Earl of Sandwich in Disney Springs is often praised for its delicious sandwiches and good value. The sandwiches are sizable and the menu offers a variety of options. And my favorite, Ohana. Ohana is a table service restaurant at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, known for its all-you-can-eat family-style dining. The portions are plentiful, and the atmosphere is lively. 
What are your thoughts on this one? Well, um, I realize that I'm constantly sleeping on Earl of Sandwich, having only been maybe two or three times here and once over in Disneyland. But uh, Columbia Harbor House, agree. I mean, we've had, okay. uh, you know what I used to get when I went to Columbia Harbor House before my current food journey? Um, I think yeah. I might expire right on the spot if I ate this now. But I would often get the trio platter, which is their fish, chicken, hush puppies, and fries. So oh, yeah. it's a lot. It's like 14 bucks, but it's a ton of, in my opinion, it was yeah. a ton of food for me. You didn't have to get fries if you didn't want every single item deep fried. You could have gotten vegetables, but... I just, yeah. I ate a lot Who's of gonna it. Who's going to do that at Disney? Yeah, right? Um, yeah. Flame Tree Barbecue, uh, same kind of thing. Like I've been there um, a couple of times like Earl of Sandwich, a little bit more, but I've also heard great things about the quantity. Yeah, I definitely feel like the pictures of food that people post, it's like good portions. Yeah. Um, Sunshine, I feel like is good because it's like people are like serving you kind of cafeteria style. And so yes. typically they're like heavy handed on the. Yeah. Portions. And I always get the like the the sweet and sour chicken or something from that area i used to get they used to have a really big sandwich there that they've kind of changed the recipe for so i don't like it as much but um the sweet and sour chicken with the with the rice i always find to be so filling and it's also a meal that doesn't really weigh me down as much right but nicole has for years gotten something from like the rotisserie section so she'll get the rotisserie Mm -hmm. section the rotisserie chicken with um vegetables and mashed potatoes usually it's like a green beans or something and she said it's delicious and it's usually a half roast chicken so it's like yeah a ton sometimes um she's also gotten the salmon there same concept but it just has always felt like a lot of food from sunshine yeah. seasons in epcot so definitely agree with that one and i think ohana, ohana sure. being on I mean, this list ohana obviously um, it's like a little bit pricier but you're getting it's all you a can eat you know? of food yeah. i would even put like tusker house i mean pretty much any of the I would put Tusker House on there because it's different. It's all you can eat, and it's not like your typical burgers and fries and chicken fingers. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for like breakfast there. For the price, though, I don't know, man, because character dining. In other words, like if you're really watering the Ohana aside, because Ohana is also guilty of this. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking for Tusker House food, but without the Tusker price tag, maybe consider going over to. Boma at Boma. Animal Kingdom Lodge because it's not character dining, which will decrease the price Boma's of the meal. Boma's all you can eat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a buffet. Yeah, so um, so absolutely. So bu- yeah, but yeah, I mean, you so, can eat as much it, at that point. It's up to the user, right? It's how much. What do right. you consider to be valuable for your t- for your yeah. price? Because at a buffet, you can like you can load up, clean but up. But like, I, I don't think I can eat that much food sometimes to justify yeah. just the price for the food. At that point, it's price plus experience. I um, am, I would say. Pecos Bills used to be on this list when they had the full, uh, the full topping. You can make your own salad. Have, yeah, because you could really like load up your plate. You just mm-hmm. needed basically to get like protein. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, the dish that I got. I mean, it's not an overall thing, but the dish that I got from um, Regal Eagle, the, mm. like burnt in fries, that was a lot of food for like okay. twelve dollars. But anyways, that's not like a whole restaurant um, thing. So yeah, I would, would you add agree with this. The new Roundup Rodeo Barbecue to oh, this. Yeah, I really do think true. that that it was, we just had, it felt like so much food. Yeah. Um, It's less than a character dining experience, but since it is all you care to enjoy and it is a table service, it, it is yeah. like 50-ish dollars a person. Um, what about Whispering Canyon? Would you put that on this? 
I just don't really, it's not my favorite restaurant, so I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but, but then again, um, really while we were, life from that ketchup, huh? <laughs> while we were chatting here, um, I pulled up the Earl of Sandwich menu and I would like some recommendations, okay. everybody, for the days that I'm having an indulgence meal because I'm mm-hmm. looking at the prices for these sandwiches and they're all under $10 and they sound yeah. delicious. This chipotle chicken avocado sounds like it's right up my alley. Grilled chicken, mm-hmm. bacon, cheddar, avocado, lettuce, and chipotle sauce. Currently, for the season, I'm guessing they have a holiday turkey sandwich for eight ninety nine. dollars It's turkey, yum. cornbread stuffing, turkey gravy, cranberry sauce, and mayo. Oh that my sounds That's delicious. That's the one that I've been wanting to try. Like, if we were there in the holidays, I was like, that is the one that I want to you know go and try. I'm going to so get please, it, and I'm going to go roll me, it up okay? and send it to you. <laughs> or just go try it for me. <laughs> they have a cannonballs TM sandwich, meatballs, mozzarella, mozzarella, uh, Italian seasoning, and marinara sauce. Um, that's a lot just a bunch the full montague yeah. roasted beef turkey oh. swiss cheddar lettuce roma tomato and earl's mustard sauce anyway everything i've mentioned so mm-hmm. far is 8.99 um and they have a bunch of salads as well so yeah i'm thinking that so they might it. be onto something here miss chat gpt mm-hmm. oh bacon mac and cheese anyway so if any of that sounds delicious or you've had it before and would recommend please let me know and you might be influencing me to go over to earl a sandwich and try it out Okay, the next uh, prompt I entered into chat, ch- chat, ch- um, into, into crotch GPT, into chat GPT was suggest a unique date night idea at Disney World, and it spit out one answer, and this was it. I know, I'm um, surprised. Its answer was an Epcot World Showcase Progressive Dinner, and this is how it describes it: embark on a culinary journey around the world at Epcot's World Showcase. Plan a progressive dinner where you where you and your date enjoy a different course in each country. Start with appetizers in France, savor the main course in Italy, indulge in dessert in Norway, and so on. This way, you can experience the diverse flavors of each country while strolling hand-in-hand hand through the beautifully lit pavilions. Sold, right? Like, holy moly. Yeah. Yeah, and it even tells you where to go. Yes. I feel like this would be a good first date yes you can because chat, whether you hold yeah hands, you kind of knows. learn a lot about someone yes. based on some, maybe some of their like uh choices of like what they're picking to eat but that sounds good appetizers in france get you some charcuterie <laughs> um main course in italy some pasta or some pizza and then desserts in norway like do it i don't know what kind of desserts norway has but chat don't, gpt says it <laughs> don't worry we'll be talking about a norway dessert coming up Ooh, yum um, um but yeah. anyway, I think this is a great idea and it's an experience, right? This is, by the way, this mm-hmm. is like a date night that maybe you're a local for, right? I don't know how many people are visiting yeah. on a vacation and then wind up getting a date. Actually, there's an episode we need to do. Did you find love at Disney while you're here on vacation? Did you fall in love with someone or hook up that with someone that you weren't <laughs> traveling with? Yeah, that right. you met at the park. Would love to hear about that. Um, so maybe this is someone who, who lives local or maybe you're here for a very long time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but this is like, you don't have to be local for this. Like you could just do this one night on your trip. Like, I meant if you're saying it was a first a first date, that's what I'm. Oh, getting a at. first date, yes. yeah. You but would I'm have saying to be. like, but yeah, I but like regular date night stuff. This absolutely. is a great, yeah. Like yeah. leave your kids with the grandparents and have your date night here. That would be fun. Um, I also okay. thought so. If I, you know, I I do get this question a bit. Like, what's a good date night idea? You know, either we're going without the kids or we're leaving the kids with you name it, either another family member or yeah. some babysitter or something. Um, things that nicole and i would do like we would go eat at citricos at the grand and maybe set watch mm-hmm. outside or stand outside and watch the fireworks at night like that's a nice 
like it's it's a a table service restaurant everyone but it is Mm -hmm. you know it's it's at Grand Floridian, but it's like, it's a little fancy. It's Mary Poppins yeah. Returns themed. I think it's beautiful now. To me, that's a great date night. Or if you're looking to do a similar to Epcot experience, a Skyliner crawl would, would be fun too. Um, yeah. So you'd be able to hop on and um, at one point stop at Riviera. Honestly, I would do most of them because even though they're like food court style over there for uh, Caribbean Beach, Pop Century and Art of Animation, or Poop Century and Fart of Animation, um which is not at all reflective of the quality of this day. I just am immature and think it's funny to call them that. <laughs> uh, there's still some fun stuff going on there. And um, you can take the Skyliner over to Epcot, but don't go in Epcot. Go over to the Beach Club and Yacht Club and or Boardwalk mm. and do a bunch of stuff over walk. there. Um, like to me, that's a that's a fun board time. As long walk. as your date is okay with heights. That's true. Or you can just be boring like Doug and I. We just really love to go to Ohana. That's not boring too. You catch me there that's as well. That's our date night. Yeah. We're going to hang out and take it slow and, you know, from Kokomo. And load um, anyways. up. Anyways. Okay. And then we're going to go back over to uh, Magic Kingdom for Happily Ever After. Of course. Okay. The next question here is, which Disney res- which Disney World resorts have the best pools? All right. There's three answers here. You're probably going to be the better judge of this. But number one, Stormalong Bay at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. Number two is Uzuma. Is that how you say it? Uzma Pool at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And number three is the Lava Pool at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Number one, Stormalong Bay. It's massive, has a sand bottom lagoon. It's shared by Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. Features a lazy river, a sandy beach area, a shipwreck with a water slide, and multiple pools. The pool complex is often regarded as one of the best on Disney property, which Mm. I feel like is true. The Uzma Pool at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge is the main pool at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. <laughs> this pool is known for its beautiful design, zero depth entry, water slide, and overlooks the savannah where guests can spot animals like giraffes and zebras. Sounds pretty zero cool. Zero depth. That's always the phrase I'm looking for. I yeah, always go to is. say zero gravity. You're like, you know where you just walk into it. Yeah. <laughs> zero, zero gravity depth. is always the, yeah. I zero depth. <laughs> yeah, please make a note. Um, and then the lava pool features a volcano-themed pool area with a water slide, waterfalls, and hot tub. The tropical landscaping enhances the overall ambiance or ambience, however you want to say that. So I definitely think Stormalong Bay is true. I feel like we've talked about that. I've heard that many times. It's it's pretty cool. It has a sand bottom, you know, Um, and just the water slides and stuff. Uh, I don't know if I ever knew about this Uzuma pool, but if you can like get on a water slide and like see giraffes, I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't know if you could... It says it overlooks the savannah, but it's like it really depends on where it's floating. Um, at yeah. least in my experience. So yeah, Stormalong Bay zero depth entry. <laughs> there it is, zero depth, and that's if there's one thing I can identify with, it's being zero depth. Which um, is nice because you can kind of like sit in the water, but yeah. you're not like sitting on the side of a pool. Yes, you know what I mean. It's like you can be in the water, but not in the water. And, your little, so. and the little ones in your in your life can run in yeah. easy, right? Easier there's no stairs or anything, so. Mm-hmm. With their little diapers and stuff. So uh, yes. I just think it's so funny when they have little diapers and a little hat on and they're just like wobbling into the pool. Yeah. They're having so much fun. Like that's, I wish. Little baby Moanas. It's I fine. would like to do that. I want to wear my diaper <laughs> like to, to the pool. That. It's not acceptable. Well, it's only unacceptable. Great. Now I'm picturing caught. it and I need to leave. <laughs> I got a hat on. I got a pacifier in my mouth and a big old full diaper. Don't ask what it's full with. So uh, as far as this ans- these answers go, Stormalong Bay, hands down. <laughs> it's part of our, where where did I pee this yeah, week? Yeah. <laughs> oops. You have to listen to the patch chat to hear that conversation. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Go. 
uh Stormalong Bay for sure that's the pool at the yeah. Yacht and Beach Club I mean I I think that is almost uncontested right I I would mm-hmm. I would love to hear uh, a spe- or have a spirited deba- debate with someone if they really want to challenge that so thought there's another one that's um, but then again I am have always been partial to the contemporary pool I feel like I yeah. grew up there that's which is pool. very dramatic I just remember going there a lot as a kid <laughs> um, we went up and down the slide a lot and um, we used to climb up the slide when it was closed. That's a different story for another day. But but like, is there anything special about that other than the fact that you grew up doing going? Yeah, there? it's my life, Beth. And I'll do what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, no, no, what no. Are the features I mean, of this pool. No, it's just for me. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm partial to yeah. it. Um, I mean, it does have a slide. A lot of the deluxe resorts have slides, and and mm-hmm. some of the moderates, the the values tend not to. Actually, none of the value resorts have a slide at their pool. But anyway, uh, Storm Along Bay, yes, I I don't remember going in the Uzuma pool at at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we have a problem, Nicole and I. Okay, if we're staying in the Magic Kingdom area, so Grand Floridian, Polynesian Village Resort, or the Contemporary, um, we won't go in the pool unless it's the Contemporary. So we've stayed mm. at Polynesian and Grand, and we've gone on the monorail just to go over to the Contemporary pool. So I've actually never been in the lava pool at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Oh, but I've like spent a lot of time pool... around it, and yeah, it looks I great. Yeah, I feel like the lava pool is the one that I've seen the most because yes. we've gone to Ohana so many yeah. times and sat <laughs> in that window, yep. and we've stared at it. And I, I, it always just seems like, gosh, that seems like so much fun. I mean, the kids are never not having a good time. It's actually good people watching. Yep. Like, it's just fun to watch everybody um, hang out in the pool and just all the different, like, things that there are to do around that slide. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on over there. There is. But I mean, great? it truly, it is a, an ambiance experience, right? Like you're there to, to be different. That is not a typical pool. You're not going to find that at the end of the other resort. So yeah. um, all three of these, I would say, absolutely go try them out. If you're yeah. staying, um, you cannot pool hop into the storm along bay um, thing. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. if we were staying at Polynesian, we would take the monorail over. Yeah. You do have to, they scan your magic band or room key and they provide you a wristband for the day because it's yeah. basically a mini water park, to be honest with you. It, yeah. Um, all right. Our next question. question Here's a spicy laugh. question for yeah. you all. Um, I asked Chat GPT. I was like, "Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Tell me, where is the best place in Disney World to make out?" And this is what Chat GPT had to say. Disney World is a family-friendly destination, and public displays of affection beyond holding hands and quick kisses are generally discouraged. Generally. However, if you're looking for a more private and romantic <laughs> setting, Consider areas with a relaxed atmosphere. Here are a few suggestions. So Shady. wouldn't it wouldn't Shady straight up edge. tell me where we can get our Mac on, but yeah. it did still give really, some she like did. some hints. She did. Yeah, in a roundabout way. So uh, option one was quiet gardens. She basically was like, listen, girl, I can't tell you this because I'm like, you know, like we're in cahoots with Disney, but <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> but listen to this. So number one, quiet gardens. Seek out serene gardens or tucked away corners in places like Epcot's World Showcase, UK Pavilion, Disney's yeah. Animal Kingdom with the gorillas, and even the landscaping <laughs> around Cinderella Castle. That one I don't know much about because that's I feel like there's a lot highly of places, visible. Um, in Animal Kingdom, I feel like there's a lot of places in the the Jungle Trek. Like, oh. And there's usually not a ton of people walking around there. You could make your own Nat Geo special back there. I mean, you could make out in front of the gorillas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Show them how to do it. Show them how to do it. Uh, (laughs) Not do it, but, you know, just make out. Next was waterfront views. Find a quiet spot along the waterfront areas, such as the shores of Seven Seas Lagoon or beaches at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Absolutely. Especially at night. Nighttime is better for kissing. We all know that. 
Number three, private dining. Book a reservation at one of Disney's fine dining restaurants. This is where we go off the track a little bit, GPT. Yeah. Uh, places like Victoria and Albert's or California Grill offer no upscale atmosphere. No one's making out in the middle of those restaurants. No. Unless no. they're paying me to because I'm going to offset the price of my <laughs> uh, meal here. It's uh, Unless Victoria and Albert are making out themselves, it's yeah. not happening. No. Not here. Uh, number four, and the last one that they provided, during fireworks, which is a little romantic. There is something kind of uniquely and innately this. romantic of fireworks. Yeah. And I this is what this it says. Yeah. Coordinate your moment during a nighttime spectacular like Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom or Epcot's Harmonious Rip. Find a less crowded viewing spot and enjoy the show together. 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 Hand in when hand, to tongue in mouth. One. Not that way. Not that way. <laughs> Um, by the I way, like it goes on. I like that it's coordinate your moment. Yeah, it's like, oh boy. So fancy. Um, it does wrap up its recommendations here with always be mindful of the surroundings and considerate of other guests to ensure a magical experience mm-hmm. for everyone at Disney World. Joking aside, these are some good these are some good suggestions. Yeah, also uh, dark rides. I mean Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion's like Mermaid, number one. Where Doug and I will like playfully Nemo. make out just for fun. Mm. um because there's some real dark spots in there but I'm trying to think of other like dark rides where we're like oh uh spaceship earth like there's some oh, real dark times in spaceship earth yeah where you're like i literally can't even see what's going like the with that first room that you go into like you can't see anything in there no if it's during the day and you're coming in with daylight eyes and they're trying to adjust yeah. you could be running around naked no one would know but i would say well, like yes, it's probably the easiest because you're in your own little area and it's dark so the next time you're on Haunted Mansion and you hear blah, 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 that's yeah. just Beth. That's how it's it sound like, Doug by the way. Beth. That's Beth and Doug hanging out. Also, I feel like if you're kissing a lot of times in ride photos, they won't like they won't give them to you. They'll delete them. I think it's like a, we've done like quick peck on the cheek. We've gotten them. But yeah, yeah but if, if it's you're like, like lips to lips, on making they've out, said no. They yeah. Yeah. Because they don't also want other people. Well, especially if it's like um, a shared picture. The sh- or like where other people can see it where they have yeah. to go and like tap in yep they're like yeah haunted mansion to... we've gotten some but like pirates as an example where even yeah. though you don't have to tap but it's a boat and there's yeah, a bunch a of other tricky. people in the photo yep. they're like uh no thanks on the kids uh because we're not showing them that okay the next one is list three must have snacks in epcot this is interesting um, okay, so the number one is school bread in the Norway Pavilion. I've never had school bread, but I've heard it's amazing, so I think we're going to talk about it. Number two is a croissant donut at the refreshment port in the Showcase Plaza. And number three is a Dole Whip at the refreshment outpost or pineapple promenade. All right, school bread in the Norway Pavilion. It says school bread is a popular Norwegian pastry available at the Kringla Bakery. Um, Og Cafe? Sure. Sure. Someone is like cringing right now listening to me say this. It consists of sweet cardamom bun filled with vanilla custard and topped with coconut and icing. It's a delicious and unique treat that many visitors find delightful, which I have heard that. So in our date night, when it was saying the progressive meal and it said dessert in Norway, maybe they were talking about school bread. For sure. School bread. Uh, Croissant donut. This is often referred to as the cronut. It's a flaky and decadent pastry that combines the best qualities of a croissant and a donut. You can find it at the refreshment port in Showcase Plaza. It comes with a choice of toppings like cinnamon sugar or chocolate ganache. And if you don't know what a lot of those words means, it's because you don't watch British Bake Off and you should. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the Dole Whip, you can get the iconic Dole Whip, everyone, which side note, you know, you can get uh, Dole Whips here in my town. 
Oh, okay. There is an ice cream place that sells like official Dole Whips. Um, You can find it at Epcot various locations, including the refreshment outpost and pineapple promenade. This refreshing pineapple soft serve treat is a fan favorite and perfect for a cool and sweet indulgent. Fun fact, Doug and I like the vanilla soft serve with the Mm. uh, pineapple juice. That's what we like. Yes, a pineapple. That's a Dole Whip float. Dole Whip float. Yeah, we think that's really good. And you can make them at home pretty easily and they're delicious. And uh, um, anyway, Dole Whips yeah. are vegan, by the way. They have no dairy they in are. them. FYI. They are. Um, these all sound amazing. Obviously, I've had the Dole Whip. I haven't had the Cronut yet, and I haven't had the School Bread, but I have heard the School Bread's pretty amazing. I have to admit, I haven't had... I, I generally don't go for Dole Whips. It is not at all... I totally get it. I just don't like yeah. pineapple-flavored things, but I like pineapple. Go mm. figure. Um, I haven't had... Good. I really don't eat any of these. I, I have had a Dole Whip, but I've never had School Bread or a Cronut. And yeah. Epcot. So uh, I'm now curious. I feel like we should do a G- have chat, chat GPT tell me what to eat day in a park and I'll try it out. Yeah. I've also, I don't remember which one it is, um, which pavilion has, maybe it's Italy, has the like bread thing where they put the ice cream in the middle and they like cook it. Back in France. Yeah. France. Yes. Yep. That's the other thing that's on my list that I want to try next time we're there. I, I would I would go with this. I've heard only good things about school bread. So yeah. would try it out. It Obviously, like if you don't like coconut, then absolutely yeah. love. So, okay. okay, those were the, the questions, but I thought we can also have a little fun mm-hmm. with Chat GPT. So, um, I put in some, let's say, alternative prompts to this. So, yeah. um, if you're wondering, what does that even mean? Well, here's one. Um, I asked Chat GPT to do the Go following: it. write a clickbait style headline for "Living with the Land," and this is what it spit out. Jaw-dropping agricultural <laughs> breakthroughs revealed at Disney World. Living with the land's insane echo innovations. See the future of farming right now. Must watch video! Exclamation point. And they have emojis to lead and then to end. Yeah. The beginning emojis are like a plant and a rocket, and the ending emojis are a world and like another like growing plant thing. Yeah. Kind Out of like control. A bamboo thing. Jaw-dropping. Yeah, like, revealed what? insane yeah it's freaking living with the land. i go on there to, to forget about life and take a nap and say hello to reba and our house if and if you know you know okay so this one is greg's really excited about this one and i just found out about it so excited. it says describe frozen ever after as if it were a true crime podcast <laughs> i can't wait to read this i haven't read this yet so here we go everyone Welcome to Frozen Secrets, the podcast that delves deep into the mysterious waters of Arendelle, where a seemingly innocent boat ride conceals a web of chilling enigmas. I'm your host, unraveling the layers of intrigue surrounding Frozen Ever After. In this chilling episode, we explore the inexplicable disappearance of Elsa's ice powers and the subsequent hushed-up journey to find their source. Our investigation takes us to the mystical land of Arendelle, where a boat ride meant for celebration turns into an eerie voyage shrouded in frosty mysteries join us as we navigate through the icy corridors of the dark ride examining the unsettling animatronics that seem to hold the key to the frozen puzzle are these characters mere figures or silent witnesses to a clandestine plot we'll dissect the unsettling ballad that echoes through the frozen chambers revealing cryptic messages and hidden meanings Is there a connection between the haunting melody and the elusive nature of Elsa's powers? As we embark on this investigative journey, we'll uncover the eerie secrets concealed beneath the frozen surface. 
challenging everything we thought we knew about the enchanted tales of Arendelle. Join us for a bone-chilling exploration into the heart of Frozen Ever After, where fantasy and mystery collide in a narrative as frigid as the ice that binds Elsa's kingdom. What? <laughs> Like, I'm looking to go happening? back and reread this. Like, no. I can't believe it's so long, too. In this chilling episode. <laughs> I think that's so... First of all, a computer spit this out, right? Like, yeah. this is... Oh, we, yeah. we did not write this, everyone. I just said, do this, and then it did it. And I was like, what the hell? Frozen Ever After, is it? <laughs> oh I want to do more of these. Like, yes. a whole episode of these. Yeah, we'll do more of these, uh, for sure. As we um, embark on this investigative journey, we'll uncover the eerie secrets concealed beneath the frozen surface. <laughs> oh that was a good one okay. okay last one we'll do um for our reacting the chat gbt oh answers God. to disney questions <laughs> i asked chat gbt to describe a dole whip as if it were a profile on an online dating app and i'd like to take us through this journey right now yeah please do profile name tropical bliss delight age yeah. timeless location adventureland oasis about me I'm the epitome of refreshing sweetness with a twist of tropical allure. Silky smooth and endlessly delightful, I'm here to add a burst of sunshine to your day. Born in the heart of Adventureland, I've got that exotic flair that will transport you to a beachside paradise with just one taste. Ooh, just one taste. Interests. Pineapple aficionado. Chasing sunsets on Main Street. Rollercoaster enthusiast. (laughs) What I'm looking for. Someone with a zest for life and a taste for the extraordinary. Let's embark on a flavor adventure together. Whether it's a stroll down the park's iconic pathways or a spontaneous rendezvous at Aloha Isle, I'm here to add a little extra sweetness to your world. Fun fact, I'm not just a treat, I'm a lifestyle. (laughs) Dole Whip devotees need not apply. Ideal date. Watching the fireworks over Cinderella Castle or enjoying a leisurely afternoon by the Enchanted Tiki Room because life is better with a bit of whimsy and a whole lot of pineapple-flavored joy. Swipe right if you're ready to savor the magic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dole Whip is a surfer guy. Dole Whip out. Dole Whip out. Also, it's Dole Whip devotees only need apply. Oh, did I say need not apply? Yeah. It's only, he, he's only looking for Dole Whip devotees, y'all. It's all or nothing, baby. Born in the heart of Adventureland. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just one taste. That's a it's good all one. all it takes. Just one taste. Just one touch. Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to do more of these um, our, for our next Valentine's Day episode. Oh my gosh. Love stories. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so I have profiles. a lot that I didn't include here because it's really two episodes worth. Y'all, so I, there is so much we could do with this. Like I'm already like, sure okay, I want to keep going and do another episode. <laughs> we <laughs> um, will revisit for sure. Yeah, I think same. I think same format, right? I feel like doing some questions to hear, and then yeah. I love the for fun one. So next more, time too, uh, we can get um, we can get some of our listeners to ask like some questions that they would want us to like yeah, yeah, yeah. find some answers to. But it would be fun to do dating profiles for princes and Lots princesses. All right, let's go back in time with some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets. Hopefully, you are following along for their trip here in Disney, which um, has now wrapped up. Yeah. Um, 
I'll kick us off. I'll take us back to the year 1980, uh, just a couple of years after Beth was born. And uh, this week in 1980, I'm only kidding, everyone. This week in 1980, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. We are the same age, everyone. If you round (laughs) down um, or up. Uh, Anyway, this week in 1980, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad officially opened in Frontierland. Of course, that's here at Disney World. It was originally designed to look like an enormous plateau with a bunch of different rides, kind of its own section. Mm. But after construction started and then Pirates of the Caribbean opened up, they were like, oops. So the main uh, Imagineer, Tony Baxter, proposed to basically abandon that idea, create just this one separate attraction I call a Big Thunder Mountain, and that opened up 43 years ago. She's getting old at Big Thunder Mountain. She's getting old, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do beyond Beyond Big Thunder Mountain Mountain in the next, like, 10 years. It'll be interesting. I'm taking us all the way back to 2019, which to me still feels like last year, Um, when Disney Plus also known as Disney Plus. (laughs) I love how it's like Disney Plus, also known as Disney Plus sign, is launched at 6 a.m. in the United States, Canada, and the Netherlands. The new on-demand streaming service offers Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and of course, Disney Pixar content, including the new original series, all under one roof. It is expected to debut in Europe in late March of 2020, which it did. Wow, I forgot. Four years. Holy moly. They'll spend the next five or six years increasing prices every <laughs> so often until you're getting sick of it and taking movies like your favorites home alone and home alone 2 off random times <laughs> and then putting them back on just and, as you start to complain about it putting them back on um yeah i was going through and i was like oh gosh 2019 man this week in 2019 yeah. we were all like on you know the edge of our seats trying to to see what disney was going to come out with all right before greg wraps us up with a lovely quote as he normally does If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review over on iTunes. That way, others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney pods. You can follow along with us here on Instagram. Um, Well, not here, but you can follow along with us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast. If you want to leave us a question over there, you can do so on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts as well. I am at The Real Beth McDonald. And I am at The Disney Greg. Yes, and if you want to follow along on some of our other projects that we have going on, you can check out Greg's other podcast. It's The Quick Escape Pod, not Disney-related, but hilarious. If you want a good belly laugh, head over there. Um, And I'm at Simplistic Thrills, where we have some other Disney things going on, universal things going on. Not really a lot going on lately because I've been uh, physically impaired, but um, (laughs) (laughs) Simplistic Thrills. We have some fun merch over there. Anyways, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, simply share some Disney magic, you can also search our episodes here. Head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. If you ever have questions or anything about our podcast, you can head over to our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. Um, You can also submit magic grams over there. Um, We just pretty much have everything over there. If you want to join our gang of Diz nerds who we love so much, head over to patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast. And you can check out our different options there to join our Patreon. We have bonus episodes. um, We've got video over there of us recording. We have the pat chat. We also have a discord. We have some other fun things going on over there. But anyways, head over there to patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast. And lastly, don't forget our Amazon shopping list. We do get a kickback on these, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's just we want to share what we like to take to the parks with you. And there's a link in the description of this of our shopping Amazon list there. So 
head over there and check it out. All right, Greg, take it away. I've got a quote from The Incredibles, and it just feels so fitting for this episode as we talked about our interactions with ChatGPT and how we gave it a couple of prompts, and it just was constantly spitting out what felt like really good, Mm well-written, like concise, and it was exactly hitting the target I prompted. So my quote to you um, is the following. Quote, I've got to warn you, it's a learning robot. Every moment you spend fighting, it only increases its knowledge of how to beat you. Mm-hmm. And with that thought, we leave you all. We'll see you in two weeks' time as we take yeah. a little break for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We hope you have a wonderful holiday, and we'll be back after that. Yeah. So y'all Bye, have everybody. a great week. Bye.